I say good morning, good morning to the Vision Church, everyone that's in in house, and everyone watching online. And I am your host for this hour, 
Deacon Arthur Heard Jr. And as we get started, our praise team will come and bring us a couple of songs of praise, lift it on up higher than where we are. But before that, we want to have a moment of release. A moment of release is something, you know, if you don't know, it's for what we've been through through the year, through the this week, and through this day, maybe. And something that, that, that you got your mind kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of twisted up and it all bogged down instead of having it on Jesus where it should be. So we're going to take this moment of release to take care of that so we can go into God with the full, full ready mind. And so if you would, bow your head, close your eyes, wherever you are. My Father, my Lord Jesus, I want to thank you once again for this day, for this hour that you've allowed me to be on your program. You gave me life, gave me the health, the strength, and grace to get here safely this morning, Lord Jesus. Thank you, my Father. And for what we have done already, Heavenly Father, Spirit, Spirit, Lord Jesus. So it's time, at this time, I just want to say, ask you, Lord, to, to, to help us, Lord, to whatever we might have went through, whatever that, maybe whatever turmoil we've had in our life recently, Heavenly Father. Take that stuff away, Heavenly Father. Let us put that in the behind us, Heavenly Father, and put you in the head of us, Heavenly Father. And depending on you, my Father, that as we go through this day, as we go our journey on through the rest of the days, Heavenly Father, that whatever comes, Heavenly Father, that is you. We can rely on you, Heavenly Father, to take care of that situation. We don't have to worry about it. We can let that weight get lifted off our shoulder, Heavenly Father, because this, the battle is all yours. Lord, I want to thank you for this opportunity, Heavenly Father. And at this time, we ask for forgiveness, Lord Jesus. And then just, just, just help us on the long. Help us on the long the way, Heavenly Father. Just bless you. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise and worship the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Clap your hands. Come on. Did you come here to praise the Lord today? Come on. I don't know what you came here for. 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 But I came to praise. So help me. Help me praise Is there anybody here who loves the Lord? Is there anybody here that loves the Lord? Is there anybody here to bless his name? Is there anybody here to bless his name? I don't know what you came here for. I don't know what you came here for. But I came, I came to praise. So help me. So help me praise him. Is there anybody here who loves the Lord? Is there anybody here that loves the Lord? Is there anybody here to bless his name? Is there anybody here to bless his name? What you came here for? I don't know what you came here for, but I came, I came to praise. To so help me, so me praise him. First, giving honor to God, who's the head of my life. Who's the head of my life? I'm only standing here today because it's spared my life. Because it's spared my life. 
Is there anybody here that loves the Lord? Is there anybody here that loves the Lord? Is there anybody here that bless his name? Is there anybody here that bless his name? I don't know what you came here for. I don't know what you came here for. But I came, I came to pray. Oh, help me. So help me praise him. First giving out to God who's ahead of my life. Who's ahead of my life? I'm only saying here today because he's spared my life. Because he's spared my life. Oh, when I think of Cannot explain it, nor can I contain it. Incredible feeling that's come over me makes me clap my hands, run and do my dance. It's overwhelming and it's swelling. Makes me say, Oh, come on, say, I cannot explain it, say, nor can I contain it. Incredible feeling that comes over me. your hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We came to praise the Lord on this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As we go into this next song, hallelujah, that says, so will I. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The stars were made to worship so 
light. I can see your heart and everything you made. Every burning star, a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so will I. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So will
And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. Where you lost your life so I could find it here. If you left the grave behind you, so will I. I can see your heart in every real two way. Every work of art of love and happiness. If you gladly chose to surrender, so will I. I can see a heart a billion different ways. Every precious one a child you died to save. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. But what measure could amount to your desire? You're the one who never leaves the one behind. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And as you speak, hallelujah, hallelujah. Romans 8, 26 through 28. I read the first, you read the second, and read the last together. Amen. Amen. Which reads, In the same way, the Spirit also helps you our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Together. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Amen, amen, amen. Thank God for this reading that appears to us of his word at this time if you Close your eyes as you go to God in prayer. Lord, Father, Heavenly Jesus, calling on you this morning at this time once again, Lord, thanking you for this day. Thanking you for this hour, this service, Heavenly Father. 
you were able to assemble in the house of God at the Vision Church here one more time and to be able to come here to get something from you, Heavenly Father, get a word from you. But also I want to come and give you a little something also. Give you a, a little of my time. Give you praise, Lord, for your goodness, what you've done for me all through my life. And so, Lord, I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for this spirit, this moment at this time, Lord Jesus. And oh, Father, oh, Father, oh, Father, it's so good to know, like the song said, Heavenly Father, you're leading 99 to come for this one that's lost. That's just how important we all are for you, Heavenly Father. You'll go to go to road, Heavenly Father, to find that one that's lost. To bring him back home, Heavenly Father. That's saying that even though you get lost at times, we, you will still take us in. The door is always open. The door is always open at your house. So we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. And then, Father, I want to just say, Lord, as we go through our days and things that go on, there's so much stuff going on in the world, Heavenly Father. So much stuff going on at our workplaces, Heavenly Father, in our homes, Heavenly Father, and the sickness, the death in Heavenly Father, and the stuff going over in, in Ukraine and all that stuff, Heavenly Father. And then our city down here, every time you turn the news on something, Heavenly Father. But even though that, through that all, we can call on you because you are a God that's able. You are a God of your word, Heavenly Father. We can depend on you to bring us through all of that stuff. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, my Father. Thank you for the vision church, Heavenly Father, where you brought us to. And what we are doing out here in the community, Heavenly Father. I like when my pastor say that, not just inside the walls, but go outside. We are doing that. Thank you, Lord. Pray that the hearts and souls are blessed because behind that. And you can do even more, Heavenly Father, through you, through your son, Jesus, Heavenly Father. So thank you for that, Heavenly Father. Thank you for my pastor and his family, Lord Jesus. Keep them lifted up for all the good that they do. Preaching your word, teaching your word at all times, Heavenly Father. Thank you for the marriages, Heavenly Father. Bless it, bless them, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. And Lord, forgive us, forgive us of, of our sins, Lord Jesus. No matter how good we think we are, if somewhere down the line we're going to stray, we're going to do something wrong. Forgive me for my sins, Heavenly Father. Clean my heart. Make me good, perfect for you. Oh, Lord, Lord, thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. I want to say good morning to everyone here uh, at the Vision Church. Those watching online, I want to thank God for you. Uh, I want to thank all of our guests here today. Amen. Those of you who are visiting here today, thank you so very much for coming to the Vision Church today and for being part of our experience, our worship experience today. I want to tell you, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Amen? How many of you can conclude today that God is good? How many of you can say he's really been good to you? Anybody? Let me see all the people. God, let me see if I'm in the right company here. Has God been good to you? Well, if God's been good to you, being that we don't do you know, we used to do before COVID, you know, 
welcome time. Just look to your neighbor next to you and say, God has been good to me. All right, turn behind you because that person may already know that. And just say, God has been good. My goodness, see that? Keep your mask on now. <clears throat> Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Keep your mask tight. Amen. When you start talking like that. Amen. God's been good. Listen, I want to thank all the married couples. My goodness. We had a wonderful time on yesterday. Um, I, I shared with the men today uh, that next year, make it a, make it a plan. Uh, you have a whole year. Tell your wife, listen, I want the men to do this. That's what I'm asking the men to do. Mark your calendars and say, baby, we got marriage ER in, in February and in March. All right. Um, okay. And so uh, next year we'll do it again. Same way. Marriage ER one. And then we'll do marriage ER two a month later. Amen. Just to keep it going. Amen. So I just want to let you know, it was a very, it was a very uh, refreshing time. Um, I believe that some couples were helped. Um, I just believe that marriages were set back in order, but listen, let me help you. What happens? Tell you what happens, right? So as you continue to live now, <laughs> amen. Sometimes you get back into that same routine. All right. So um, just praying for the married people of our church. Amen. And, and even those who came and visited with us. So I thank God for all of you. Also want to thank God for uh, just the people who have served yesterday. Amen. The food, uh, you know, all of that. Just getting everything set up and put in place was a blessing to all of us. Amen. Also want to just let you know that in June, we're going we're gonna to do the, uh, the singles ER. Amen. We'll do the amen. Singles ER. That should be fun. Amen. So we'll we'll put together a nice time fellowship workshop style setting a summit where the singles will get ministered to in understanding what singleness is all about. Amen. So we're going to be doing that. So I'm asking you to be uh, be in prayer about that as we get ready to get the singles people, the singles uh, you know ministry back in order. Amen. And then our young adults, we're going to do something for our young adults, too. Uh, I thought about doing a young adults. Um, so we'll have our singles. We'll have a young adults. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of try to make sure that our young adults are getting ministered to. Young adults, 18 to 35. Okay. If you're married in that age group, you fall with the married people. All right. So I'm kind of want to deal with my 18 to 35-year-olds want to just minister to you and give you the resources you need to live. Uh, you need to live as a stronger, uh, as a strong Christian. Amen. And so um, we're looking forward to doing that. I believe that's going to be something that's really going to be powerful to our church. Amen. I uh, want to remind everyone that we're getting ready for, put it up on the screen, we're getting ready for our Holy Week revival. My goodness. Uh, April 11th through the 15th, please mark your calendars every night. We will have uh, through TEB Seminary, which is an arm of our church. TEB will be celebrating 20 years on the 10th. On, on Sunday, April 10th, we'll have our 20th anniversary at 2 p.m. 
our students will be here, our faculty will be here, and uh, just everyone, alumni, people who have been part of TB Seminary. It's going to be an awesome time. We're going to celebrate and commemorate 20 years of educating, equipping, educating, and tra transforming, equipping, and educating God's people. Amen. So please join us on, mark your calendars, please. Amen. And then what do we have next after that? Okay, good. June 26th, June 26th, we will be celebrating 17 years, my goodness, pastoral appreciation. God has blessed me to do this for 17 years. Amen. That's all right, ain't it? Amen. We still standing strong. Amen. And so our pastoral committee, uh, our pastoral team, they have someone coming now to talk to talk a little bit about, amen. Um, and if you want to be part of that pastoral celebration team, you can be part of that. See Sister Alicia, she can hook you up, amen, give you something to do, amen. Put the other one up for me. Once again, see me once again. At this time, I'm up here to speak on behalf of our pastor's 17th year appreciation service, which is coming up. And first of all, I'd like to read this little scripture to you, have you know, right, right quick, which comes out of Galatians 6 and 6. Galatians 6 and 6. It reads, The one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him, with the one who teaches him. Okay, that simply says, you know, that if you are taught the good word, and I feel here, we have all have, I know I have, since I've been here, been taught the good word. And I see it's the good word because it's the word of the book, the Holy Bible, amen, that pastors only teach it from this Bible, from the word, amen, so I know it's the good word. So I have been taught from that, have learned from that. My blessings, life have been increased through that. And so by being honored by that good man with his words for coming from God, and that that means that he said that one is, is to share all good things who teaches you, teach you, we just share with him also bless that man of God, which is our pastor here, Dr. Derek J. Hunt. And so on this day, we planning to do uh, uh, anniversary, uh, anniversary or appreciation service, amen. And don't, and in that, we want to bless him with a little, little financial help, amen. And we uh, figured about three hundred and fifty dollars for each member of who all that would, and then, and we can break that down into to make it easy on our pocketbook. If we can just pay what thirty dollars a week, and. And for, for, for 12 weeks, and that should cover that debt. Amen. So we, want, we just want to say we want to uh, show our pastor appreciation for what he has done for us. Then also, uh, he can probably explain it to you better, but you see on the monitors up here, the uh, barcode that you can scan with your phone, oh, and man. then they put in the application where you can fill out to make your pledge of what you're going to do. Amen. So that make, that make it easy for us. Amen. And so I just want to I guess I don't say it enough, I don't say it at all, but just say this is a, I can say honestly, with not just as his teachers, but personally, what he has done for me. Don't give me the testify. <laughs> he came out to my home on the southwest side 
when I was down sick, they came and took me to the doctor and so forth and so forth. I, I can go on and on, but he, he, he's a true man of God. Do what the Bible has said. And then I say, like, go back to the old days where the, the preachers and stuff used to go to your homes in the country and all so forth. He came out to my home to, to help me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Um, yeah, so if you if you have your cameras, you, your phone, you can scan that barcode. And if you scan that barcode, what it'll do is it'll open up a, uh, uh, a form, amen, and you can just make your pledge that way, amen. Because we're not doing, um, um, you know, handouts and things like that right now because of COVID, we went this route, amen. So all you got to do is just scan in and then get your phone right on it, and then it'll open up. A, you can see the link. You just open up a uh, open up a uh, form, amen, and you can pledge however you want, amen. So listen, I, I, whatever whatever you do is a blessing, amen. Um, I remember just my pastor, we were, we, we were just, he was such a blessing to my life. Amen. And I miss him dearly, uh, Pastor Randall. Uh, and so I had to learn Galatians 6, 6. It says the one who's taught the word ought to share good, good things. You know, when I came to, when I came to the Lord, I was broke beyond Man, listen, I was broke. I was broken. I was all of that. And, and I just started coming to Bible study. Then I started Sunday mornings. And I, I brought me a notepad and a pen, a pen. And what I did, I just kept taking notes. I kept writing and I kept applying. And then all of a sudden, my life changed. And let me say this to you all. My life has never been the same. But when I learned the principle of sowing and reaping, I realized something. Amen. It does work. Amen. So when you sow into the man of God, a lot of people get turned off around that time. You know, I ain't getting no money to preach and all that kind of stuff. But listen, when you know what you know and you know that you're not what you used to be because your pastor been praying for you and, 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 and preaching and teaching you the word of God, that's easy. Amen. And so we've tried to make it easy. That's why we try to plan. I mean, you think about 30 bucks. I was saying I spent 30 bucks on a lot of things. Amen. In a day. All right. I just upgraded my Hulu. Amen. I tired them, them commercials. Amen. I <laughs> shouldn't have said that loud. Them kids are going to want the login information now. And so uh, I got rid of them commercials, man. I'm like, right when I'm in the good part of the Come on, y'all. Amen. And I, I, I didn't hesitate. I just said, shoot, let me just upgrade, you know. And so it's the same thing. Y'all don't don't let don't let finances be a thing. God will bless you with resources if you trust him. I promise you, it ain't always going to be bad. y'all. How many believe that it ain't always going to be bad? I mean, you can stand a financial blessing. I mean, believe that God can do that for you. Come on, y'all. You got to believe it now. Can't just say it. You got to believe it. Amen. And so I'm grateful to God. Here's the other thing I want to share with you. And I'm we about to, about to get to the next song. Um, other thing I want to share with you. This fellowship uh, that we've been doing with our men. That, that I want to give the men of this church. I, I, I wanna, come on, ladies. Y'all got to come on, y'all. Yeah, the men. The men of this church, 
Um, you know, Ezekiel asked, can these dry bones live? And I want to tell you something. Let me, let me tell you what, let me tell you what God does in a church. He gives the pastor a vision. And then he gives them the ability to execute that vision. But how God deals with me is this. As your leader, I'll tell you how he deals with me. He'll give me a burden. So like the young adults, right? He gave me a burden for them, like a deep burden. Like, what are you doing? And he comes to me for like, what are you doing? Like, what are they doing? You know, I'm like, why are you asking me? Like, I'm like, shoot, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're your people, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and that's the burden that he gives me. Right? And what I do is I take that burden to prayer, and then God gives me the plan. And then all I do is execute the plan. Promise you, a couple Wednesdays, couple Wednesdays ago, I had that burden. I came to church, I taught, and then all, it seemed like all the young adults we're here at the same time. I'm like, man, God is setting this thing up. Same thing with the men. He gave me a burden for the men of this church. Just the men in the kingdom, period. A lot of women, a lot of young single women can't find a good man or a godly man. They do exist, but it's very hard to find. Y'all with me? Y'all follow me on this? All right. Now, so it is my mission to raise up a generation of men. I'm going to move them from boys to men, godly men. Okay. And I'm going to take the ones that are already men and make and help them to develop to become godly men so that they can stand on truth. That's the burden God gave me. We have, we have 15 men on our crew right now. Amen. And I want to tell you something. I believe God is going to bless this church as the men take their rightful place in the kingdom. All right. Now, here's the thing. What we've been doing in the last month and a half, it didn't take long. All we just needed was organization and structure. And God is blessing the men of this church. Uh, wives, let me say this to you. If your husband is showing interest in church, get behind him. Period. Stop nagging. Stop saying, oh, you always at church now. You, you forgetting about me and all that. Follow him as he follows Christ. Don't get quiet on me now. If the walls could talk, they would tell a story. But if your man wants to go to church, wants to be in church, come on, y'all. Men want to be in clubs. They want to hang out with their boys. They want to go to sport games. They want to do that. But when they come down to church, and from the moment they get in church, Give him a break, y'all. Stand behind him. Pray with him. Encourage them. Say, baby, you're doing a good job. Keep serving God. 
keep doing your best. A man needs to hear that every now and then. Amen? So listen, men, we got a strategy. We got a plan. Women of faith, y'all are meeting together. See, yeah, yeah, I ain't got to say much to y'all because y'all together. But that's what we're trying to be. But y'all got to help us. Don't beat us down when we just got up. Okay? If your husband say, baby, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to cut the grass. I'll be back. Be like, all right, cool. Do they have anything I can do? Y'all with me? Y'all understand where I'm going with this? How many understand where I'm going with this? Amen. I'm going to live to see it. A hundred strong men. I'm going to live to see it. And I'm talking about strong, godly men who love their wives, who love God. Amen. Who don't put their jobs before God or anything else. And watch. They're not going to be perfect. But they're going to provide stability for the family. Amen. And we got some men like that in this church. Amen. So listen, I want y'all to keep praying for the men of this church. Ladies, pray for the men. Men, remember, we're on the prayer line every Monday. Every Monday. Put that number on the screen for me. We're on the prayer line. And then on the third Sunday, we're on the front line. Come on, somebody. Amen. We serve on the front line on those days. All right? It's ready. We're going to make ready now to worship God with our gifts. It is offering time. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's worship God. Amen. With our, with our gifts today. Amen. Thank y'all. Amen. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this offering. We thank you and, and praise your holy name for the for those that give. We praise for those who wanted to give but did not have it. We pray for their hearts, God. We pray for a cheerful giver, God. Now we pray, God, that you allow this, this uh, offering to go where it is needed. And we pray, God, that thanking you in advance for all those 
who are willing workers and 100% tithers that they will take care of this which is yours. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Lord, 
he is the great I am. For 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 he is the great I am. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's the great I am. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. How many believe he is the great I am? Come on. How many believe that God is great? Come on, y'all. Let's worship y'all. For he is the great I am. 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 Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Amen. Amen. You can sense that the Spirit of God is in this place today. Amen. Uh, and every service is something about when the, wherever the Spirit of God is, there's a sense of freedom. Come on, y'all. There's a sense of peace. You can sense that the presence of God is here right now. Amen. Amen. We're going to get into our message today. Amen. Um, continuing on in this series. Uh, if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 5. And uh, we've been looking at the woman. All right, there it is, y'all. We're short 9.36 for budget this week. Amen. Amen. Let's try to make that up before the end of service. Amen. What'd you say, Dari? Oh, I thought I thought I heard Dari saying something. <laughs> Isn't God good, y'all? Come on to give 
Come on, give God a hand clap of praise with your with your left hand. Amen. God is good. I thought I said I thought I thought Jesus was coming back. I thought I heard thought I heard Dari said I got it. My goodness. Amen. We, we're doing pretty good. Listen, we can make this okay. Um, I I I failed to ask for this, but we have to pay for this gate tomorrow. But I'm going to trust God. We need $400 to pay for this gate tomorrow. And I failed to ask the men. I was going to ask each man for $30, but I failed to ask. So I'm just put it out there. Amen. So, you know, so know what we got to do. Okay. So we've got now driveway paved. I don't know if y'all saw that. Amen. We got the driveway paved. It's wider. And so thank God for that. So uh, if you want to be a blessing, amen. No, we got to take care of that tomorrow, okay? All right, we've been talking about uh, a new direction, amen? I've been preaching through the, that's our theme this year, a new direction, amen? And I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 5, verse 30. We've been looking at the woman with the issue. You know what I noticed about the women in the Bible who've had a miraculous encounter with Jesus, except for a few of them? They're never called by their names, they're always identified by their situation. Good Lord, have mercy. And oftentimes, that's how the world will label you. They will label you according to your situation. Or you can label yourself according to your condition. But here we find this woman who had an issue with blood for 12 years. And we will pick up in this series at verse 30. It says, immediately, Jesus perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, man, you see the crowds pressing in on you and you say, see how unspiritual they were? And you say, who touched me? <laughs> And he looked around to see the, what, see the woman who had done this, which suggests that he knew it was the woman. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Verse 34. And he said to her, daughter, notice the relationship has changed, went from the woman with the issue of blood to daughter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I want to talk about this morning how to deal with your issues. Part four. How to deal with your issues. Amen. Part four. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this time together. Thank you for allowing us to gather. Thank you for, that we're here to worship. We've worshiped you. We've given. And today now we're standing here to receive your word. I ask for the forgiveness of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Then, Lord, bless the hearts of your people now as they hear a word from you. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will last forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. 
Amen. Thank you so much for your help. Amen. 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 Imagine um, we've been in the last three weeks, we have been peeking into the life into the life of a woman who the Bible just describes her by her condition. Um, when we say how to deal with our issues, whatever issue you may have, it may be physical, it may be emotional, it may be financial, it may be spiritual, whatever issues you have, we know an issue can constitute something that you have no control over. Things or stuff that has happened to you, amen, that you cannot change. Anybody got some, anybody got some issues? As long as you live in this world, in this body, you will deal with issues in life. I mean, believe that. Amen. I don't know about you, but I haven't always been able to handle Hey, come on, my issues. Imagine that the issues that you may have in life, they may seem permanent. Here's a woman who all the, the signs, everything, the evidence and the facts said to her that that's it for you. Uh, you have to accept who you are. This is what it's going to be. You're not going to change. The situation is not going to change because you've tried everything in your power. Everything you've tried has not worked. Many times, saints, we doubt when we approach Jesus. Something happens when you come to him. And there's a battle with your flesh, your mind, and your beliefs. Oftentimes, we think that our issues are bigger than, than him. That our issues are so big and so impossible that he can't fix this. First, as the doctor told, gave you a diagnosis. Your current financial situation looks impossible. But I want to tell you something. I've learned something from this woman. Here's what I've learned. I've learned that her wealth could not help her. Her family could not help her. Her doctors could not help her. Her friends, if she had some, could not help her. But yet, with nothing left, out of desperation and superstition and hopelessness, her faith emerges. That's a classic Romans 8.28. You see, it's not over until God says it's over. Whatever issues you may have in life, you have to remind yourself that until God says it's over, oh, I wish I had somebody. 
it doesn't mean that it's over. To me, it is amazing how this issue that she had and out of her issue and the impossibility of her circumstance, her faith emerges. Imagine that. Imagine that out of some bad stuff, some good stuff can come out of it. Imagine this. Imagine, imagine living your life very confident. You know, you're sure about who you are, but yet you're dealt with issues that you can't change. Circumstances that you can't fix. You know, permanent damage. But yet, out of it all, your faith emerges. I think it's something about trials. James says, consider it all joy. When you encounter various trials, that word various means multicolor. So every trial has a different level. He says, when you're surrounded by multicolored trials, he says, he says, count it all joy. Knowing that the testing of your faith. But what we'll behold today is a faith that has, that had nothing else to hinder it. Sometimes God has to get you to nothing in order to build you back up. In order for you to see that you do possess the faith that you need to make it through. In the Bible times, you'll find that a woman here being healed needed the, uh, the endorsement of the priests. The priest was the one that would declare her healed. I'm trying to help you with something. Watch where I'm going with this. Sometimes you think you're good. <laughs> Sometimes you say, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But you're not really good. When that's put to the test, you go right back to doing, you go right back to feeling, you go right back to believing. You, you understand? Here's the thing. If you're going to say you're healed, then you got to know that you're healed. It has to be validated. You can't say you got your breakthrough until you've lived long enough after your breakthrough and you don't go back to the places where you used to go. Oftentimes, people are calling calling right wrong and wrong right because here's the thing, because we believe something. Just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. Do I witness? You see, Jesus needed to validate. Here's the thing. In other passages, when he healed, he would send them to the priest to say, go show yourself to the priest so that they can declare you healed. In other words, it was a twofold purpose. One's for validation. The other is for commitment. Here's the thing. When you've been healed, the natural thing is to get connected to the one who. 
y'all walking with me. And get committed to the place where the healing flows from. Hey, people telling me today they can do it without church. They can do it on YouTube and Instagram and all this other stuff. You can't do church like that. You have to do church in the church. The place. Show up for your healing. Show up so your issues can be taken care of. You see, Jesus here is seen as the true temple. He was the walking temple. He's walking through this city. He is on his way. Next week, I'm going to show you what he was on his way to do. He was on his way to heal a 12-year-old girl. And as he was on his way, this woman who had nothing left. Ask your question. Do you want to wait till you lose everything before you touch him? Do you want to wait till it get worse? You go from bad to worse to worse, sir? That's Ebonics. <laughs> Before you can touch the hem of his garment. Today, the question is, how do we deal with our issues? Let's look at verse 30. Verse 30 says, immediately, this is after she touched him. Jesus perceiving, well, let's just start with the immediately. How long have you been praying about your issue, but it's still there? Hmm? Can I ask you a question? Does, does anybody here believe in miracles? How many miracle believers we have here? You raise your hand, just say it. I am a miracle, Pastor. <laughs> I am a miracle. You're not what you used to be. And though you young folk who ain't lived yet, you're still a miracle because you're breathing. You understand what I'm saying? Because listen, it's rough out here in this world right here. You understand what I'm saying? It, out there, it's rough. Okay, so, so here's what I'm saying. You are a miracle, the fact that you're sitting in church. You with me? Watch this now. Watch this now. The text says immediately. Remember what we said before. She thought, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I may be made whole. Whatever she was thinking became a reality when she put her faith into what? Action. Right? So I believe that the first thing you got to do in order to handle your issue, okay? You ready? First thing is, you must possess this. Pure faith. Uninterrupted, pure, it's pure. It has no strings, no anything. It's just pure. It's the kind of faith that is not motivated by anything you can get from it. It is just pure. It is just so holy. It is so right. It is a faith that cannot be tainted by anything else. Your faith. I believe that some of us are not seeing immediate change in our lives because we don't have what I call pure faith. Not a faith that you need to prove. Not a faith that God needs to do something to show you, but I'm talking about a faith. Watch this. 
that is so pure that it brings about change immediately. I believe that God can do it now, today, right this second. While you're here in church, he's working it out. But oftentimes, you ever notice that the moment you say, I believe, there's this little voice, there's this little something, there's something inside of you that says, well, whenever you go right there, stop. Because you're heading to doubt. But not only are you heading to doubt, but you are heading in a place, amen, where your faith is not pure. She possessed pure faith. Watch the text. Text says, watch the text, immediately. Jesus perceiving. This word, this word uh, for perceiving means to know, to recognize, to, to be aware of something. Are you with me? It means taking note of. He says Jesus perceiving in himself. I to say, man, the disciples wasn't wrong, though. They were right. They were right. Like, you got all these people pressing up on you. Like, you like, how is it that you're going to say, like, who touched you? I mean, seriously, like, a lot of people are touching. But her touch was different, right? Her touch was motivated by what? Pure. But here's what I believe happened in that moment. See, when you come to Jesus, listen to me real good. I believe that some of us are not seeing our change immediately because we come with the wrong motive. We come to get, not give. Oh, I wish I had somebody. So I believe the second thing that you need, gonna handle the issue. Here it is. Ah, ah. A personal. This woman, watch this. The only thing she knew about Jesus was what she heard. And yes, she was coming saying, oh, if I could touch the hemorrhage garment, I'll be healed. But she was coming for more than that. She wanted a what? A relationship with the one who can heal. You see, when you develop a personal relationship with Jesus, you will have what I call a Godfather. That's why I asked earlier, how many of you can testify that God's been good? Come on, somebody. See, you'll know when you have touched the hem of his garment, when you really have tapped into Jesus by faith, it will move from you just being a stranger. Come on, somebody. To you just being a taker, to you saying, I want a personal relationship with Jesus. May I say this to you? When you take your relationship from just average, to intimate. When you move from just talking to him when you're going through to talking to him every day and saying, God, I know that whatever I'm going through right now, you're able. You see, you'll know and he will know. Not, not, watch this. Not, 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 not in your, 
he, he won't just be a figment of your imagination, but you'll know that he's real. Can I ask you a question today? How many believe that Jesus is real? How, how many know that he opened blind eyes? Come on, somebody. How many believe that he walked on water? Come on, somebody. How many believe that he created the universe and everything in it, that everything holds together because of him? He's a personal kind of God. He's not far or distant from you where you can't just call on his name and he comes to your aid. See, this woman, she started off with the wrong motive, maybe. But she ended up in a personal relationship. And I want to say to somebody here, you have to develop that relationship with Christ. Don't just make it about what you can get. Make it about God. I want to know you in the pardon of my sins. I want to know you and the power of your resurrection, the fellowship of your suffering. I want to know you so much so that I know that everything is going to be all right. It may be tough right now. It may be rough right now. We're going through right now, but I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Do I have anybody? The text says next. See, some people will tell you, be careful of the prophylites who come to you in sheep's clothing, but underneath their ravenous wolves. They want to tell you, you can name it and claim it. They want to prophesy to you and tell you what God told them to tell you. But when you have a personal relationship with God, you say to them, listen, why didn't God tell me first before he told you? Her superstition moved her to pure faith. Y'all follow me? Y'all walking with me here? Watch this now. I'm almost done. I got 17 minutes. Watch the text. I'm going to stay on time. You know that. Watch this. Watch this. Watch the text. It says that he perceived that what? In himself, that what? Power. Lord Jesus. Proceeding from him. That word power means dudamus. Let me paint the picture of dudamus right quick. Dudamus is really miraculous power. But dudamus almost means this. You take 10,000 sticks of dynamite and you put it right here and you light it. What's it going to do? It's going to destroy some things. That's the power that we're talking about when we say dunamis power or we say power. Somebody here, you are a recipient of dudamus power. You are a miracle. Come on, somebody. You are a walking miracle. You are a talking miracle. God's power is over your life. Don't overlook that stuff, y'all. When you were down, he picked you up. When you were ready to give up, he gave you hope. Come on, somebody. You could have been out of here a long time ago. You could have checked out a long time ago, but by his power, he has kept you. Are you with me? Jesus says power was proceeding from him, had gone forth. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Power 
had gone forth from him and turning around, he said, who touched my garment? Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you caught Jesus' attention? When was the last time your faith tapped into his power that he turned around and said, who touched me? Here's the point. There are thousands of people pressing in on him. But yet, you know what's amazing? My wife and I can go places <laughs> and we could be in a crowd. Say, baby! And she knows, come on, help me somebody. My voice. You with me? You see, when you have a personal, when you have a personal relationship with Jesus, he'll know who touched him. This is what it's about. Our Christian life is about building this relationship that's so intimate that the next thing you'll have is proof of his power. Do I have anybody here that got some proof? Come on, y'all. Heard said he was laying on his sickbed. When I went and, and scraped him up off his sickbed, Come on and help me somebody. And I say scrape for real. Because you know how stubborn he is. He just don't want to go nowhere. So I had to pull him up and, yeah, I had to scrape him up and, and scoop him up and put him in the car and couldn't walk. Come on, somebody. It was so weak. Was disoriented. Didn't know what to think. Wasn't thinking clear. Didn't know how to get from home to the grocery store, which was across the street. What I'm trying to tell you is I see proof in that man that Jesus is real. I ain't trying to name it and claim it. But I've seen people live here long enough in 17 years that I've seen proof in their life that there is a God. That's why we got to pay attention to the people around you that when you see them going through and then when you see them come through, you know that is a God. It may not be your story, but thank God that you can look around and say, yes, I know God is real. Do I have anybody here today? The proof is in the life. The proof of the power. Listen, I think some of you are overthinking this thing too much. In other words, you're getting involved in your healing. Let God heal you and then wait around long enough and we'll say, man, God did that for you. God did that for you. Look for the proof by your changed life. I'm going to say it one more time. Look for the proof by your changed life. Listen, let's just stop talking, man. Listen, oh, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. No, change life. See, that, that's where the problem is. You want to do better. You're not letting God work on you so that you could be better. Proof of the power. 
We got to stop calling this stuff Christianity. Some of the stuff we see today, it's not Christianity. Some of the churches we go to, there's no power there. There's nobody's changing. Everybody's staying the same. Everybody's saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah, God is good all the time and all this other stuff. And guess what? Nobody's changing. We're not loving each other more. We're not unified. Come on, somebody. We're not praising God. Community's not changing. Come on, somebody. Nobody around the church is changing outside. Proof. You could put a new paint on a building and say, oh, yeah, we changed. But is the lives in the building changing? Tell your neighbor proof of his power. He said, who touched me? There's something about this woman's, I admire this woman and her faith. Verse 33 says, 30, 31 to 33 says, and his, now look at his crazy disciples. Let's just talk about these, I got 10 minutes, watch this. And his disciples said to him, man, this is how they say it in the Greek, okay? Man, you see the crowd pressing in on you and you say, who touched me? See how they disrespect Jesus? And if they disrespect Jesus, what do you think they're going to do to the pastor? They could have been like, well, Jesus, you know, um, we're going to find out. Let's find out. But no, they're like, man. You know why? They talk like that. You want to know? They were unspiritual. They, they didn't have a spiritual bone in their body. You know why I say that? Because after he died, you know what they did? They all went fishing. But while they were doing miracles, they were spiritual. Oh, come on, somebody. While they had the spotlight, guess what? Oh, they were spiritual. But they kept doubting Jesus. Don't believe everything you see, y'all. Listen, the situation you're looking at right now in your life, don't believe it. Don't believe it. You have to have eyes of faith. See, watch what he says. But the woman, but the woman, verse 32, and he looked around to see the woman who had done this. Verse 33, he says what? He says, but the woman fearing and trembling. Why was she in that mode? Something good had happened to her. But because of the status of women at that time, she, she was risking her life. That's what it is. Watch this. I want to help somebody with something. Stop living in fear. And let me say this to, to my daughter. When you step out on faith, just because it's not looking the way you want to look doesn't mean you got to go back and get a job. If you say God told me to do it, then guess what you got to do? You got to go forth and do it and work it until it happens. Are y'all following me here? The woman fearing. Watch this. If Jesus didn't ask she would not have gotten her complete healing. 
Imagine that. Because she had to show herself to the priest in order to be declared healed. See, sometimes what we got is pre-healing. Lord have mercy. Sometimes what you, what you get all geeked up about, what you get all excited about is just pre-stuff. Jesus didn't really completely heal her until he said, girl, you're healed. Some of you come, you touch Jesus for a minute, you feel good about yourself, you go back, but you never come back. Why? Because you feel like it's over now. I got what I came to get. Hey, but you need a personal relationship. The more you build on that relationship, the stronger you become as a believer. I'm talking to somebody here. Fear. She was fearing. Listen, listen, she's going through some emotional distress here. Trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the what? I don't understand why the passage says the whole truth. Why did she tell him the whole truth? Was she going to walk away and keep it to herself? I believe she was. I believe her intentions was, I got it. I'm gone. But here's what I believe. Here's how you deal with your issue. You ready? This point going to hook you and bless you. You ready? Here we go. Next point. Oh. Personal, Lord, I'm struggling. Lord, I don't feel this. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. She made a personal confession. And you know, that's, can I, can I tell you, can I, can I say this? Can I say this to somebody here? You ready? Okay. Either say ouch, amen, or thank you. There's three responses. Four responses. That's four. Ouch, amen, or thank you. That's three. Yeah. Watch this. A personal confession means this. It's time to come clean with God. If you want to deal with your issue, you have to come clean. That's why he says she's going to tell him the what? The whole truth. Because there's a possibility that you could tell a half truth. <laughs> Listen, how you doing? I'm good. How things? Great. And you come to church every week. Talking about his good and his great. But you broken down. You beaten. You defeated. Come on, somebody. But when you come to Jesus, you got to tell him personal confession. Lord, I believe you. But help my unbelief. Because I'm struggling to believe this stuff. Because of what's happening to me right now. Verse 34, and we're going to go. And he said to her, Hey, what did he say? Daughter. First of all, she didn't have a name before. 
But I would rather be called daughter or son than the man with the issue <laughs> or the woman with the issue for 12 years. How many people define you by what you've done in life? Ex-crackhead, you, you dope fiend, and, you know, they call you out. You know, you, 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 things that, yeah, you, you understand where I'm going with that. And then you start believing that stuff about yourself. Right? That street name they give you, Lil Ray Ray and Pookie and all this other stuff. You start saying, oh, yeah, that's who I am. Don't call, don't call me by my government name. Call me by Pookie. You start believing that stuff about yourself. No. Here's the thing. When God changes your nature, he changes your name. You're a Christian. Wherever you go, you carry that last name. Okay? Wherever you go, you carry that last name. And so I believe it says, and, and he said to daughter, your faith has made you what? Well. See, that is the actual moment that she was healed. Proof that she was healed. He says, go in peace. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it again. And what? Some of y'all in pre-healing moment mode. You got to go all the way through, baby. You can't just come and get from Jesus and think it's going to be good next week. No, you got to wait till he said, daughter, I declare that you are healed. No man can prophesy over your life to tell you you're healed. Jesus will tell you you're healed. And then you will know in yourself that you're healed, that your marriage is healed, that your, your mess is healed, that your, your finances is healed, that everything around you, he will declare that only. So lastly, the last thing I see here, you ready, ready for this? Permanent change. We can't say that we're healed until we see, till we have the proof. But changed by his power, the promise, and the permanence of your change. Some of you have been saying this a long time. I believe, I believe. It's, it, it, it's falling from lips that don't have pure faith. That's why next month <laughs> you right back sitting on the couch getting high trying to numb your pain trying to relax but you'll find out that Jesus is a good sedative or he'll make you cool inside. I wish I had somebody. He'll calm your nerves. He's the best drug you'll ever take. He be, he be, he's the best drink you'll ever drink. You understand what I'm saying? And here's the thing. And when you know him, you don't need nothing else to make you feel good because you'll have a permanent change. I thank God for my permanent change. And I have proof, Brother Johnny. I got proof. Oh, the man I used to be. Oh, I wish I had. You You can walk with me down a dark alley. I got your back. <laughs> Amen. 
But I thank God that I'm not what I used to be. I thank God that I see a permanent change in my life. Do I have anybody here who can say I got some permanent change, Pastor? One day while I was printing a report, as I was printing out my report, I saw, a, I noticed a blank page. I initially thought that the printer was malfunctioning. I thought this until I looked near the bottom of the page and I saw this little note that says page intentionally left blank. After a sigh of relief, I thought I lost everything. A different section of the report began to sprout out from the, from the, from the printer. That section finished. Another blank page followed with the same note. Page intentionally left blank. A few seconds later, a new section began to print. And as I thought about it, I realized that the blank page that came at the end of each section served two purposes. First, it informed me that the previous section had ended. Second, it informed me that the new section was about to begin. Sometimes God will seem silent. You'll be wondering what's going on. Where is God? But it's possible that the current page in your life may have been left, may have been left blank intentionally by God because another chapter is coming. Your issue may be in the last chapter, but another chapter is coming. Maybe this season was blank, but another season is coming. Do I have a witness, anybody? who understand that the God we serve can help you to handle your issue. Give God a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to say to somebody here today, I'm going to say this to you. It's time for a new beginning. It's time for you to realize you can keep <laughs> vacillating about it. You keep saying, oh, everything's got a line. You need faith. The only way you're going to handle your issues is by faith. And so today, if you need prayer, Pastor, I need prayer. I need, I need prayer this morning because I really want to break through these barriers, because I know another chapter is coming. I know this because I have proof. You may think that that situation you're dealing with, that issue you're dealing with is so tough. Man, it's so tough, Pastor. You don't understand. And people say that to me a lot. I, you don't understand. I, I'm like, I'll do. Because God didn't just take me from the pew to the pulpit. He took me from the gutter. He took me from the bottom. You understand where I'm going with this? And then he prepared me. And then he put me in the pew. And then he put me in the pulpit. So I come with experience to let you know something. I have proof. 
that God is real. And somebody here, you're dealing with some situations, you're dealing with some issues right now, but but your 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 mind will not, your heart will not allow you to break through so that you can start believing again. So if you're here today and you need prayer, you need prayer, you know you need prayer. Would you come? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray. I want to pray that your personal relationship with Jesus will get stronger. I want, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you would not come here every week and you leave the same way you came. It is not helpful for you. It's not even, it's not going to benefit you none until you come clean with God. So if you're here today and you need prayer, I want to pray for you. If you're here today and you are a believer, you say, Pastor, I am a believer. But maybe you're struggling with your faith and you need to be restored back. Maybe you've fallen from God and you want to be restored today. Pastor, I need to be restored. Would you come? Would you come this morning? If you're here today, you, 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 are, you have not accepted Jesus. You have not accepted Jesus in your heart. Today is a good day to come. You can come and accept him and get that personal relationship with him. See, I don't understand how we as believers have a personal relationship, but we lack power. So there has to be some form of restoration that needs to happen there. If you're here today, you're without church or looking for a church home. You are a believer. You, are, you have church experience. You need a church home. You could be part of this church today. Amen. All you got to do is come. Amen. We'll give you the right hand of fellowship and you can be part of this church. It's that easy. Amen. If you just need prayer, we'll pray for you.
been a very powerful day. We had two people restored today, and what, uh, where are the married? Where are my married people are? Okay, come on up here, y'all. Or just stand where y'all are. Just yeah, just stand where y'all. I want to pray for the married. I want to pray. Come on, couples. Says Alicia, come here with your husband right quick. Amen. Yeah, leave your post. It's okay. Ain't nobody gonna. Ain't nobody gonna take. It. <laughs> Sorry. Y'all have y'all ha- y'all can't leave your post today. All right. Amen. Want the married people to see. I want your wife, man. Amen. I want all my couples, all my married people to stand together. Come on here, sister, huh? Amen. Yeah, amen. Oh, she had to leave. Okay. All right. We're going to keep praying, okay? I want to pray for those that came to this altar today about the message, about your life. And then I want to pray for every marriage here that God would strengthen the married people. Uh, The marriages, listen, I, I said to you, young couples, Put it on your calendar next year for ER. Make ER no matter what is going on in your life because it will help your marriage. Okay? Marriage glorifies God. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you for these sisters that are asking for prayer, uh, for change, and Lord, just for that personal relationship. God, I lift up Aaliyah to you. I lift up uh, Miss Sheila to you right now, God. I lift up Alonzo and I lift up Carol Ann to you and, and, and Crystal and her family. And then, Lord, I just ask that you've heard all of their requests today. Thank you, Father, for that. what they're asking for, they can have. I pray that when they ask, you will ask the question, who touched me? And then, Lord, I lift up every marriage, every marriage represented in this church right now. And even the ones that showed up yesterday that are not here. I rededicate these marriages to you, Lord. I ask God that you would sanctify their minds and sanctify their homes and sanctify their their, their thoughts and their conversations. And let love begin to arise again, Father God between these couples, Lord, and even the ones watching online. And Father, I pray that their union will be strong, that the devil will not infiltrate them, Lord. Then, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for each and every one here today, even the ones who did not come up. Touch them, Lord. Touch every life here. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Thank you. God, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to continue to pray for uh, Sister Hill. Amen. Want to continue to pray for her. Uh, pray that God would heal her. Keep her in your prayers. Men on the prayer line, I want you to pray for her. Amen. Oh, yeah. All right. I got you. All right. Okay. All right. So here we go. We have a presentation. now. On behalf of the Vision Church, we want to give this special lady a little special something. She's the vice president of our Usher Greeter Ministry. (laughs) Sister Alicia, will you please come forward?
on behalf of the Vision Church, happy birthday. <laughs> speech, speech, speech. Let's sing happy birthday to her, y'all. Happy birthday to Got you. Hey, man, that was a good one. Y'all did good. Do it again next year. Hey, man, we're going to get her. Hey, man. All right, let's stand to be dismissed. Listen, I want to say to all of our guests, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being part of the worship experience here at the Vision Church. Hey, man, we do have Bible study on Wednesday night. And um, also on Friday night, we have prayer. We have a 30-minute prayer session, and it's awesome every Friday night. We're praying. We're here at the church doing what the church is supposed to do, and that's praying. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for your mercy and grace. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for the miraculous power of your word today, God. I've seen it with my own eyes. I have proof that the lives of these people are changed now. And as they leave here, Lord, may they experience a permanent change in their lives, God. Thank you. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. Please follow the instructions of the ushers as we will dismiss by rose safely. Amen. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed when we come and when we go. We cast down every struggle, sickness and poverty must cease. For the devil is defeated. We are blessed. <laughs> 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 <laughs>